like so. Brutal battle. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was a this this gentleman Curtis Ferguson. If you haven't heard the last episode, this is the individual who's been with us. We're doing another episode. We learned about Charm City Mead Works, where he works last time. Talked a little bit about what we're going to get into now, which is his video shelfies that he's been doing. But first, like we did last time, we had some warm-up meads. And this time, we're going to do a warm-up beer. Because, Curtis, you shared first. It's my turn to share. I'm going to share with you. I know you had said to me you like fruited sours. So let's do a fruited sour. Oh. Uh, this one, I got to give a shout out to Carlos Guerrero. Thank you very much, Carlos in California. Thanks, Carlos. Sent this to me. Uh, it's Modern Times Beer Company. They're out of San Diego, California. Uh, do a lot of good stuff, by the way. Uh, it's one of their Fruitlands series, which is a Goza. And this one is their Fruitlands with passion fruit and guava. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds tropicality. One, oh, ooh. Oh, okay. I was expecting it to run over. Uh, but it didn't. It's just a lot of carbonation behind that. Alright. Pour you a little bit of that goza yes. to start out. Thank you. Feel free to pour some more if you... Oh. oh that smells amazing. Alright. So, oh. I can see the ABV on this. Oh, the guava on this. Oh my goodness. It's mm-hmm. making my mouth water before I even try it. I don't even see the ABV. Oh yeah, because they do instead the... Final Gravity, which I'm not figuring that out. But 17 IBUs, that's not much at all. So, uh, Coloration, it's just, it looks like a Goza. It's like hazy yellow. Yeah, it is hazy. Kind of orange. A little orangish to the yellow. Smell? Smells like a Goza. Salty, funky, sour. Can I get... Can I get can, apples on it, too. Can you get guava or passion fruit? Can I get the guava on it? Not so much passion fruit. Yeah, I can see a little bit of the guava. For some reason, I also get a little bit of a hay note on there. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. It almost smells like apple juice a little bit. It's weird. Huh. Like cider, like apple cider. Yeah, I can see a little bit of that. I get some lemon as well. Smells good, though. Let's try it. Mmm. That's my kind of style. Mm. Soft. That's for me. That's great. So what do you get out of it mainly? Oh man, fruity, salty, tart. Uh, oh, that's just the salt is what gets me going. I think that's why. Yeah, I'm, I'm a goza person. Like, Good to a diehard goza person. So you must be a fan of Old Pro and yeah. Older Pro by Union Brewing because yeah. those are awesome. Yeah. So with this uh, this Fruitlands beer, I get. A lot of the actual Goza notes up front, like that tartness, the little bit of a funkiness, the saltiness, I get all that, the weedy aspect, and mm. then the fruit kicks in. Then mm. it's the passion fruit, and it finishes with the guava for me. Oh, it's good. Yeah, this is like, I mean, my untapped rating for this? Yeah. 4.5 4. out of 5. Nice. All right. This is up there. Yeah, it finishes with a lot of fruit, which I really, really enjoy. It, um... It's good. It's softer than I thought it would be. Because, you know, sometimes Gozas can be really, mm. really tart or really, really sour, depending on how you want to put it. But there's a nice softness yeah, to that's, it. That's that's mine. That is for sure for me. Well, feel free to have as much of it as yeah. you want. And thanks again, Carlos Guerrero. Yeah, Carlos. Good guy. Um, I had another one of those not long ago. I think it was the... 
It may have been a straight passion fruit one. No, apricot. I had it with apricot, and that was good. Nice. So, Modern Times does good stuff. Just saying. Yes. So, while we sip on this, why don't you tell us a little bit about Shelfies? So, from what it looks like to me, you've done four episodes of Shelfies thus far? Yeah, we've uh, we've done four episodes of Shelfies. It's, uh, it's, It's a show to shed light on areas of craft beer that not so many people know about. Like, there are lots of people that know about their local craft beers. There's lots of people that know about beer trading beers. There's lots of people that know about different styles of beer. I mean, there's different facets of all this. Um, I feel like Shelfies, I made the show to kind of cover a little bit of an element from all of those and kind of bring craft beer all back together. Because now that there is that secondary market in the craft beer industry, by secondary market, I mean the breweries that are making most of their money by selling stuff straight from the brewery and not using a distributor. Mm -hmm. Um, One of those being Tired Hands Brewing Company out of Pennsylvania. I've waited in line at Tired Hands for four hours, five hours, in (laughs) 20-degree weather and 20-mile-an-hour wind. Jesus. I've seen people bring their grandmas with them for an extra allotment. <laughs> I mean, you see it all with beer trading. And yeah. when you're basically, at your own will, thrown into a mix of people that you've never met before. And so it's <laughs> it's the experience of waiting in line and trying to get these super yeah. rare beers that makes you want to focus on shelfies. Yeah. And Ken, I, I, a lot of the people listening to this probably know it. But there are probably some people out there who don't understand what a shelfie is. So, your definition of a shelfie. So, shelfie does mean a couple things to me. I think the overall general consensus of what a shelfie is, is what people refer to a shelf turd. Meaning that it's a beer that sat on the shelf for longer than three or four months, and it's been forgotten about. Um... And then my show is to shed more light on those beers that have been overlooked or beers that are diamonds in the rough, if you will. Um, And also bring that together with beer trading. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about the beers left behind. I'm talking about the beers people seek out. And then I'm also talking about what's new and upcoming. So it's those three different elements that I wanted to put all together in one show to maybe be an educational source in a way for people that are seeking out beer that's worth buying and yeah. worth seeking out. Yeah. It's more of a well-rounded approach for, for beer drinkers, yeah. I guess. To yeah. just say, these are all your options. Yeah. I mean, what a samplings of what they are. Yeah, and what a time to be a part of craft beer. I mean, what a time to be a fan of craft beer right now where you yeah. have all of these different facets of craft beer. Uh, you have big craft beer, you have small craft beer, you have local craft beer, you have seasonal craft beer. I mean, it's like, it's endless. And that's what I really love about it. So, thus far, you've, what what are what are the your favorite beers that you've done on it? I know it's only four episodes yeah. thus far, but. Yeah, so we've done, we've drank 12 different beers so far. Um, we did one cider and one mead. So technically nice. 10 beers, right? quote-unquote. Um, the one I like the most, that's a tough one. Uh, we did Perennial uh, Von Pamplemousse. That was mm-hmm. really good. Uh, it's a Berliner. Nice. With grapefruit. Love a nice Berliner. So good. Um, 
yeah, that's kind of the thing, man. Like, that's why I like the show so much is because my different favorite beer changes every week. Every and new show I do, it's This like, is an excuse for you to yeah. be like, I'm gonna, you know, drink some beers. <laughs> Trying out some beer. beer. So yeah. you do it with this guy, Rob, the beer, yeah. beer guy. The beer guy. And his beer, B-E-A-H. B-E-A-H, because he's yeah. from Boston. Yes. And he likes to party. <laughs> and he loves his beer. And I know you throw some jabs in there about he, <laughs> him being so Boston. Yeah, he's super Which Boston. are fun. Um, so, what, what's his role in this? So, Rob Goss is the beer buyer for Whitey's Liquors okay. uh, in Linthicum, Maryland. Uh, not the most flattering name in this day and age for a liquor store to be called Whitey's. Um, but it's an old family name that had been yeah. passed down. Uh, so, it is more of a tradition for them to hold on to that name. Uh, but Rob moved from Old Line to Whitey's in 2013-ish. And that's when him and I... That's when our relationship really started to pick up is when he left Old Line and went to Whitey's. Mm-hmm. And he was... Rob, Rob, man. I have a lot of admiration for Rob. Uh, he does such a good job of keeping tabs on everything that's going on. The new stuff, the old stuff... Uh, just like knowing his product just, just within knowing, the store. Yeah, knowing his product. Um, yeah. I will tell him he's he's maybe not like he's not your stereotypical salesperson. That's for sure. And in a way, to me, that's endearing. He's a very endearing character. Yeah, it kind of seems like he's more of like a a friendlier type person, like more normal. Could be your buddy <laughs> and is going to shoot you straight on beers, yeah. not be like, well, I'd really like to push this product because I need it out the door. Yeah. So th- that's all I've gotten based yeah. off the videos because I've, I've watched the uh, the um, shelfies. Yeah, he's videos, a really so. good sport. He lets me he, he lets me him. imitate him. <laughs> I'll, I'll like do my Rob impersonation. Like, oh, what is this a party? What are you looking for, guy? Eh? Can I help you, guy? He, ca- he calls people guy. Yeah, it's, it's nice. kind of weird. All right. I told him I was like, Rob, you know that doesn't come across as friendly to everybody. He's like. What do you mean? <laughs> if he's saying it's a women, definitely yeah. not. What's up, guy? People could just get straight up, you know, offended yeah. based yeah. off that. But no, but he's a very endearing character, Rob. And, Seems like it. Uh, I owe uh, all of the all of the name that that my name getting out is because of Rob, and he is the one booking the shows. So he's the one booking the guests for the shows, and also providing nice. a lot of the beers. So I, I'll so provide. You just have fun. Yeah, I'm Basically. pretty much just having fun. <laughs> so well, good time. Tastes my job good is to put it in order, right? So right. as a videographer, as a producer, as a video editor, I'm trying to create a, a beginning, middle, and end to each beer we have. Yeah. So it's not just like, hey, let's try this beer. My goal is to try the beer, give some information on the company real quick, and then also give tasting notes on the beer. So it's not just, hey, we're drinking this beer, we liked it. That's it. We move on. Yeah. It's much deeper than that. And usually there is an underlying theme within mm-hmm. the beers that we choose. Um, it seems that way. And I will say that uh, it seems like you got you pack a lot into... It's around 10 minutes. So you pack a lot into yeah. that like 10 minute. Yeah, this is still slot. super fresh. I mean, we just started four weeks ago. I have over 30 minutes of content on the web so far. I have over 20,000 views in four weeks between all the videos. Great. Uh, I really owe all of it to a Facebook group called Maryland Beer Drinkers Club. And that club gave me an, an opportunity to have an audience that cares about what I care about. 
Yeah. So I owe a lot to Maryland Beer Drinkers Club for cool. that. That's awesome. Um, I'm also in a couple other beer groups too. Like there's hashtag MD fanboys. Uh, there's the Monkish Trading Forum I'm on, and I'm also on the No BS Beer Trading Group. But I'm most active on the Maryland Beer Trading Group because I'm in Maryland, and I know right. a lot of the guys that are in the group. I've also met a lot of the guys that I trade with now. Nice. So it's good to have like a real yeah. connection. So you yeah. can be like, Hey, I know this guy. You're not going to screw me over. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's good to have rapport. Yeah. It's, it's a really cool community. Uh, there's a lot of drama within that community. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but that's part of it, right? When people care so passionately about something, yeah. there's going to be disagreements. Yeah. So you would just hope that people remain civil yes. about it because and for the most part these are opinions, <laughs> people. And for the most part, people are civil. Yeah. Um you get that like, errant person here and there who yeah. just takes it personally. Yeah. I know I've talked about that a long time ago <laughs> in one of my podcasts about look, don't get upset if somebody hates the brewery you love. Yeah. It's an opinion. And unless they're being a total a hole to you about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just let it go. Yeah. Definitely. So. Um, where can people check the videos out? So, best uh, way to find them. Shelfies is uploaded every Monday night around 9 p.m. Uh, on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com backslash Shelfies the Show. Uh, just straight out Shelfies the Show. Uh, so, everything has a home there. It actually branched off of my videography company, which was Ferg Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started the Facebook page Shelfies last week last week to try to kind of transition uh, my operation for the beer drinking stuff to not be on all my business stuff. So yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I could see where you'd want to separate. That. Yeah, because I, I work I work with Loyola University. I do mm. work with kids and stuff like that too. So yeah. yeah, what I do on my own time is my own thing, and yeah. obviously I you know I'm not advertising for anyone under the age of 21 to even try it. That's um, correct. And there is a weird uh, a, a line that I don't want to cross in a lot of ways, too. Yeah, um, I hear you. But Shelfies is... Uh, I feel lucky. I feel lucky to have the opportunity, right? Like, talent means nothing. And talent means nothing unless your talent has a place to be displayed. And yeah, that's true. I was lucky totally enough true. to have a friend tell me that, like, rarely does talent match up with opportunity. And right now, I feel like I'm at that. Not to toot my own horn, but, like, not that I'm talented, but I've worked in the industry and video for 11 years. Mm-hmm. I just never had a topic that, that I you cared that this much about. about. Right. Yeah. Yep. And now I have my talents lining up with my opportunities and I have an audience that cares about what I care about. Yeah. And that means a lot to me. Very good. Yeah. So are you able to tease anything that may be coming up in future episodes? Yeah. So it's crazy how, how I just, I can't believe like four weeks ago I wouldn't have been talking about this at all. So it's just, it's, it's flattering the fact that I have brewers booked through April. It's just like, it's, it's the most flattering thing ever. And I owe a lot of thanks to my first guest brewer, which was Tim Scouten from Peabody Heights, Gunda. He started his own company out of Peabody Heights called Gunda Beersmiths. Hmm. And he came on my show as my first guest. He took the chance. And then I got Ben Little from Manor Hill the next week after that. And then I had Hillary from Charm City the week after that. Mm -hmm. This coming Monday, we're we're double uh, booking 
because we would need to film two shows because opening day is in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to film on opening day when that's happening. So I have... For the Orioles. Yeah, people. so the show that we're filming Monday and airs Monday will feature a Flying Dog Rhubarb Goes. Oh. Goza. Okay. Um, Sounds good. And it was actually created by a home brewer. Oh, okay. And we will have that home brewer on our show That's to cool. talk about the Rhubarb Goza. Nice. Um, we also are doing our line trade beer on Monday is Heady Topper from Alchemist. Oh, so nice. Fun. Everybody knows that. Everybody, if you trade beer, you've heard that. And I will say that um, this episode, we stockpile some episodes, so this episode will be coming out later. So actually, at the time that this comes out, those are out already. Yes. Go check them out. Go check this episode (laughs) out. You let me know if you like this rhubarb goes. Yeah, exactly. Goza. 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 Sorry, Goza. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I always... Technically. I get like that Baltimore accent going, and I'm like, ah, fine. Needy boos <laughs> and creeps going down the ocean. Okay. Um, gonna watch it, you fico. Pair some needy bees. It's the worst. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have that. Uh, but uh, so maybe this will be out around the time that I have Kevin Blodger on from Union yeah, Craft yeah. Beer, Ca- Craft Brewing. So uh, to me, that's a big name. So yeah. the fact that Kevin. It is. From Union is coming on my tiny little yeah. internet show. Like, man, it's just like, I mean, like, wow. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And he's bringing Steady Eddie with him. Oh, Steady yeah. Eddie from last it's year. It's a good beer. It's a, an awesome hoppy wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Perfect for spring and summer. Um, I'm also tying in my line beer with Kevin is going to be Aslan Brewing Company. Um, sometimes in terms of setting up my beers for the show, I'm maybe hinting at Maybe collabs that I'd like. <laughs> you want to make things happen. I want to make things like, Why don't you happen? guys talk? And, uh, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to let Kevin try an Aslan beer that week. So this is the week nice. following the Flying Dog episode. And then we also have, uh, I'm hoping to line up Oliver Brewing okay. Company. Nice. Um, I'm trying to line up Monocacy mm-hmm. Brewing Company. And also, who else do we have lined up? Uh, Graft Cider. Nice. Kyle and Who you Sarah. talked about last episode. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys are busy. Yeah. And I hope things continue to go well because what I've seen, I enjoy. They're fun. Everyone check them out because I mean, they're like 10 minutes. You know, like yeah. you have like 10 minutes in your day somewhere. Yeah. Usually when you're taking a dump. I'm hey, just saying. Even you can just, you can just play it on your phone and just listen to it like a podcast. That too. I mean. You can do that. You don't have to watch my ugly mug. Although you do have a nice beard, so we'll say that, you know? Yeah, not the brewer beard. I got, like, the pre-brewer beard. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's when it looks kempt. It actually kempt. Yeah. Mine is at the stage where it's yeah. a little unruly. So. You, you have, like, the apprentice yeah. brewer beard. Like, you're yeah. almost there. Almost there. Well, I've almost made it at this point, so. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for talking yeah. about Shelfies. Um, thank you. And like I said, people check it out, because I will be continuing to watch. Heck yeah. Because it's fun. It's super fun. So let's do your second time with the mystery beers this go around. And let's just get it out of the way. A and B look very similar. Uh, they're both orangish, yellowish, uh, but A is a little closer to yellow than B is. B is more yeah. straight up orange with a little yellow yeah, tinge. We got a pale orange so, and a bright orange. Yeah. yeah. And actually, your A Hazy looks. Almost a yeah, your A looks hazier than mine, so you probably got the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> Be, or can, whatever yeah. it is. So I got the good stuff. Uh, but B, for both of us, looks just really clear. Orangey. So, 
Yeah, so let's uh, go for the hazier, lighter one Hazy first. One. A, let's smell this sucker. Oh, it's a coffee cream. Oh, snap. There's a disgusting amount of coffee <laughs> on it. I don't mean disgusting in the sense that I don't like coffee. I love coffee. I mean disgusting as in it's probably the largest coffee aroma I've ever smelled on a this beer. This is potent. It's, it's <laughs> intense. It honestly smells like there's the beer and someone literally dumped coffee, like a lot of coffee in it. Although they didn't because the color would not indicate that. But you said right off the bat coffee cream. <laughs> why, why did you put the cream ale on that? Uh, because of the hue on it, that that kind of like muted orange hue it has. Okay. And also, it's uh, it's a much whiter orange than the other one we have. So I'm actually comparing it to the other beer, which is helping me distinguish that it's a cream. Um, based on so. that. Yeah. So when I and the thing is, when I smell it, I mainly just smell coffee. Like it's so yeah. much coffee. There is a little bit of that kind of like soft, creamy type note under it. Yeah, but it's but it's popping coffee. Yeah. There's no way it's going to be any sort of uh, coffee IPA, which there are plenty of out there, and yeah. those things are great. But yeah, I think you might be right on the coffee cream. Let's try it. Tons of coffee. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be a coffee cream. That works really well. There's. Tons of coffee up front. I get the cream on the back. Very creamy, actually. Almost not as sweet, Damn. but it almost has a cream soda flavor right after the coffee. And then it finishes with a little bit of a honey note. Yeah, yeah so... A little hay as It's well. bitter like an IPA, but that bitterness, I think, is coming from the, the actual coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah. Which is very cool. Ooh. I like this. Yeah, this is good. Oh, that coffee. This is really good. I feel like this is going to keep me awake tonight, to be yeah, honest. I'm not drink a ton. Like, this is that much coffee to it. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. Wow. And we've actually had a few uh, beers with coffee notes and actual coffee in it on the show kind of recently. And um, the coffee's not tasted all that great, to be honest. Yeah. So, with this. This is the opposite of what we've been experiencing. Oh, uh, it tastes like it's quality coffee. Yes. Done the right way, most likely cold yeah. brewed, and then put in. Zero oxidation. Right. Dude, this is money. This mm. is money. I'm a craft coffee nut. I comex every morning. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I am pour over every day. I mean, I'm diligent with my coffee, and this is money. Rebecca and I are ridiculous with our coffee, and I will say, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast before. We order all our coffee from GoCoffeeGo.com. I don't know if people know about it. Uh, If you're into really, really good roasted coffee, GoCoffeeGo.com. Outstanding. Some of our favorites, JBC Roasters out of Wisconsin. Uh, Their Rock the House blend is awesome. And Thousand Faces out of Georgia, their Suke Kudo is amazing. Uh, also, Bird Rock on there is awesome, and Olympia. Those nice. are our faves. Yeah. Great roasters. Nice. Yeah, I, this reminds me of uh, the Union AM Gold a little bit. Um, oh, the AM that. Gold, I don't think this is AM Gold. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. Is it's AM just, Gold even out? Like, when was the last no. time they did it? It might be out on, like, draft in certain places. Yeah. That'd be it, I think. So yeah, there's no, there's no way that this is AM Gold, but it just reminds me of AM Gold because... 
from Union is because that is the first maybe coffee cream that I've had that was memorable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this has more coffee than yeah. that, though. Yeah. That's probably the most coffee I've had in a beer in a long, long time. And the way it folds into the sweet, soft, cream aspect of it Damn. is really good. It's almost seamless. That's really good. It's almost seamless, the way that's crafted. Yeah. Wow. Agreed. Well, let's move to B and see if it can stand up to that, because I think that's a ringing endorsement of, yeah. uh, of A. Yeah. A A's uh, on the right path. Yeah. So B smells like... It's for sure not as pungent as our first yeah, one. Yeah, no. Very subdued nose, honestly. Like a sm- small citrus note to it. Like a very slight citrus. Light, yeah. There's a little bit... There's like a Pilsner yeast type uh, smell on there. It's almost Pilsner-y to me. Yeah. A little alfalfa type note in there. See, and this brings me back to craft beer and why I love it, right? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that this is going to taste totally different than what we think it's going to taste. what it smells like. That's possible. Yeah. It's got a little bit of what I refer to or we refer to as like a dirty dish rag type. Uh, smells like a Pilsner. Yeah. I'm Actually, it almost smells a little adjuncty. Like I'm some getting corn. more pills now, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. We'll see. That's good. What is... What am I tasting? Is that juniper? What the hell is going on with this? What is that? There, There is a fruit... In the flavor that I'm trying to get. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the hell that is. Gooseberry or something weird. Yeah, it's a little gooseberry-esque. It's actually tart, too. Like, it Mm -hmm. has a slight tartness to this. Yeah, it has a fruit tartness at the end. Honestly, up front, it does taste pilsnery. It tastes like pilsner yeast, and it tastes like it's got that alfalfa characteristic. That's very light. There's like a that fruit though. I, on, what is it on the on the end there? Like this is killing me, man. Interesting. I like it though. Uh, there's I don't I don't I mean I don't find much wrong with this. It's good. It's a lot cleaner and crisper than I expected from the nose. Yeah. What is that? It literally seems like it's like. It's just going to be like some sort of lager or, yeah, just some sort of like lager with some sort of fruit added to it. It's not as dry as most lagers I've had, though. I feel like there's an, yeah, I see what you're saying. There, cause there, there is, a, is a dryness to it, but when you think about lagers, they're not as much as you would assume. Yeah. Is that raspberry? Oh, that might be it. Is it maybe raspberry, like a more tart? version I don't know a little perplexing but it's pretty good maybe stone fruit <laughs> I hate when some kind say of stone fruit to be honest because it tastes because it smells like nothing no because stone fruit's so much is it like it, it hits such a range uh, like plums yeah. are stone fruit apricots are stone fruit technically olives Everything. are stone fruit yeah. olives are stone fruit so <laughs> 
Yeah, I just say that because I listen to I've listened to some other podcasts, and there's one podcast <laughs> in particular they love to throw out stone fruit on it, and I'm like, every That's time great. I hear it, I'm like, there's such a giant rage with stone fruit. Stop That's like saying, saying nutty, it. right? Like there's a thousand yeah. kinds yeah, of there's nuts. There's a million nuts. I'm like well, don't say nutty yeah. <laughs> because these same people. I mean, I love them, and I know they put a lot of work into it. But these yeah. same people like That's are very funny. specific with other things. Where like it smells specifically like banana bread pudding and. <laughs> And like turbinado sugar and oh my like that that specific, and then they say stone fruit, and I'm just like, oh, if you're gonna get real specific, then get real specific on <laughs> stone kill. fruit. So, but anyway, that's just a that's small axe to grind. But like I said, I I love the those people too. Hey, you, I know that you go first hard. this time. Oh man, this is this is something. Mm. Okay, I need one more sip of a. Mm, okay. Mm. I'm going to go a 7 on A. Whoa. Which is really Whoa. big for me. That's big for me. Hold the presses. No, I know. <laughs> I'm going a 7 on A. That is really good. Yeah. Like I said, so much coffee. The most coffee I've had in a long time. And it's good coffee. It's well integrated. That creaminess under it. It's almost seamless the way it just goes from coffee to creaminess and finishes. That's great. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? I'm going to say I'd buy it. I'd buy it from the store. I'd buy it at the bar. I'd buy it from a restaurant. I would say 6 out of 10. You'd buy it out of some yeah. dude's trunk, maybe? I'd buy it. I'd trade. <laughs> I wouldn't trade for it unless I know that someone waited in a line for it. So you went 6, <laughs> so overall 6.5. That's pretty good. Really good. That's, That's actually going to make good. it on the front page of the wow. website as one of the best beers on the wow. podcast. One of the top ones. So that's great. Uh, B. I like B. I don't. I'm not like crazy in love with it. It's it's very. It's significantly more delicate. There's a few notes to it. It's not a ton of notes going on. It is good. I'm gonna give it a five. I still like it. It's nice. I'm gonna give it five. I'm it's gonna good. double up on that five. All right. I like that as a five. All right. Cool. So, really good beers, honestly. Yeah. Wow. All of these. Yeah. But A is the winner overall. Six point five. Great. B as the, not really a loser, loser yeah. but not a loser, with a five. Yeah. So let's do B first. The reveal. The overall five is. Oh, okay. Ballast Point Brewing Company. It's their Sea Rose. It's a tart cherry wheat ale. Cherry is what we were trying to pick up. Tart cherry wheat. And ABV is four. 4%. Very low. I like that. That makes sense. Nice. Once again, it has to do with a fish. Always has to do with a fish. Oh, the, see, this is funny because it says Sea Rose Tart Cherry Wheat Ale, and then in the fine print, American Wheat Ale with cherries and pomegranate. So that's what's throwing us yeah. for the loop, is and the pomegranate, too. Ooh, you tricky. tricky that's good, though. Point. Yeah, good beer. Tricky, tricky. All right, number one, winner 6.5, great score is, oh my gosh, really? Jailbreak Brewing's White Russian. Holla! Wow, okay. Wow. Have I had this before? If I did, it was a long time ago, and yeah. the coffee was not nearly what it is in this. 5.5% yeah. alcohol by volume. Wow. And it is a reference, the White Russian is a reference to the Big Lebowski. Man, it's you, got, you like, better be listening to this podcast, Rob. 
The beer guy, Rob? The beer guy needs to pick up some jailbreak, maybe. Yeah, that white Russian, man. Wow. Yeah, okay. good. Does it taste like a white Russian to you? No. No. Not a white Russian. No. Straight up coffee cream to me. Yeah, I understand why they call it a white Russian, because the Kahlua has the coffee aspect to it in a white Russian, and you actually put half and half in there, so there's the cream. So, makes sense. Wow. I kind of want to go buy a six-pack of that, because it's really tasty. Can I uh, check that can out? I gotta be honest, like, I was even telling uh, Curtis before we were recording that I haven't been too huge on Jailbreak lately, Um, so this... This is another one of those instances where a brewery I was talking about where I'm like, eh, they wow. just proved me wrong. And that's, once again, ladies and gentlemen, is why it's important for us to be doing these blind tastings because you take brand out of it. You take all the marketing out of this stuff. And it's just about the beer in the glass. Yeah, congrats, Justin Bonner. Wow, that's good. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Kick-ass beer, man. Kick-ass. All right, well, uh, how'd you feel about your second go-around with the mystery beers? I like it, man. This is fun. I, I like that it's a lot. Always fun. And the uh, Fruit Lands by Modern Times have been really nice. That's that's a, that's a one I would trade for. Oh, yeah. Well, put it on your list. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to make sure someone stood in line for it, so <laughs> yeah. just do that. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, for Curtis, for being here. And please remember to keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 